Hello. Hi. Hi. We have three very special guests this week. The amazing, the gorgeous, the very sexy... Relum. Pick one. There we go. <laughs> Relum yes. posed. He knew. He knew. We have Nitro Taipat of base Spartacan Roman fame. Yes. Yes, it's Spartacan Roman fame. <laughs> Roman Spartan. Yep. And Silence, who is desperately saving up for a trip to New Zealand for unknown reasons. Oh, yeah. So, Relum, we... Have you seen The Hobbit? I mean, come on. Like, how could you not want to go there and see Citizen those sites? Con isn't in New Zealand. No, but, now, uh, but Mordor well, is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. See? Fake Mordor. No, no, as far as Citizen Con, I don't, I don't need to do that. I already have... I live in the area. You're going on you? North North. Me? Seriously? I'm, you you keep forgetting? Yeah, I'm 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 not forgetting. I'm I'm doing a bit. Yes, I am going. Unlike someone else here. Right. Well, so Silence right. was joining us. He's gone. Can you mute him? Kick him? Something? <laughs> I would, but it might mess everything up. Oh. Well, we're we're stuck with Silence, I'm afraid then. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Can't you at least be Carl Nimoy? Pretend. Hi, I'm Carl Nimoy. There we go. Are you Relum. better now? Yes. For those who are unfamiliar with the base or even yourself, where might we know you from? Oh, you might know me or us from those crazy monkeys that, um, that you know, hang around this radio station called the Beast Radio. Uh, we do well weekly content, pretty much nonstop, twenty four seven. If not live shows and music, uh, I myself I manage, sort of manage the radio station along with um, some of the other managers of the radio station and the owner Rico, and I have my my own well my own show with uh, some of the other crew people. On Sundays, where we, you know, uh, we round table, sit on a round table, and, uh, and discuss all the stars and stuff. It's <laughs> unconventional. They couldn't afford. They couldn't afford seats. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's too expensive, you know. And on but at least we have lots of salt available on the table. You know, we we make sure we have plenty of that, so that so that you know, Dupesum's one of the people. On the round table, you know, he can go crazy as salty as he wants. But it, 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 it gets into a really interesting discussion if, if some people do that. It's that's the nice thing about it. Is it kinda of like one of those one of those spinning round tables where like, you know, that you see in the Chinese food restaurants where you just kinda of keep rotating around, see who falls off first? Shut up, citizen convoy. <laughs> <laughs> what am I the only one here going? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yes. We're going to sit here and roast the daylights out of you. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Look at silence up there, looking all smug and there. And the interesting thing about the base that you might not have picked up on is it's basically a Star Citizen-themed radio station. Yeah. Everyone who's on the base is a backer, is interested in the game. Some of the shows are even set in the universe. Quantum Drive, for instance... Um, it's really fantastically well done show. And that's a guy, it, it, 
it's hard to explain a guy not role-playing but acting out something in the verse it's extremely interesting yeah but you make it sound like as if as if we're now entering outside of the star citizen community i mean you're inn you're also in the star citizen community so i just assume everyone here is knows you know, well, i think we're star citizen. Not, just, not just that but like the fact that he actually does it in universe in fact isn't there like a another one that kind of does that like postcards or or something like that post- is that post- in universe is that even <laughs> it's in our universe, isn't it? Yeah. It's in your universe, at least. <laughs> Probably One of not these days, though. we will convince CIG to have a random encounter with a, a Carrick that is made entirely of duct tape. Oh, I would hope so. That'd be great. Floating the seed's the been hole. planted. We, we hope that the rhubarb thing catches on and someone at CIG, if they say rhubarb, we did it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> either that or just those are probably postcard jokes. I don't get them. Yeah. Right. Either that or randomly in reverse the verse. Mashed potatoes. I I'm swear nitro. Though, if I hear I'm nitro, I'm literally done. I'm gonna leave. I'm. You're I can't. Left. I won't be able to handle it anymore. I can understand <laughs> that one. I mean, my God, that was great. Or that would so, be great. Excuse me. It has been. Slightly quiet week until the monthly report hit, and then, as per usual, it all hit the fan, and we've got quite a fair bit of information about what's been going on this month. So we will leave the monthly report till last, because there's a fair chunk of that. Um, ATV happened, of course, this week. We've hit half a million, no, one and a half million citizens who have signed up on the website. Oh, yeah. One and a half already. One and a half million. Half the next millions. I don't know how you can have half a person sign up, but he signed up. Or she has signed up. They? Maybe that's the trick, is it's it's more like a an androgynous person. That's why it's like halfway in between. Yeah, that really indicates that it's, you know, it's climbing. Uh it's accelerating the growth of the citizenship, obviously. Because when was Eden starred the one million citizen invite was last, oh, last game. beginning of November? Maybe. Yeah, around CitizenCon, after CitizenCon, about that time. I think that was, was yeah. one million. So, and how many years went before that since the first accounts were created? Four, mm-hmm. five? Yeah. I think I signed up in um, 2013, 2014. And I was like back or three, yeah. three, uh, 300 and something thousand. I forget which one I am, but yeah, it's 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 accelerating. But I also wonder how many of them are because uh, I don't think they actually count for repeats, do they? Or people that are recreating or whatever have you? I don't know. It's the difference between the, U, yeah. the UEE fleet and the citizen uh, accounts. Or num- I'm not sure if they all have pledged something. Well, I think the I think the fleets are yeah. Like the fleet is how many people have actually pledged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fleet was just the ship count of of. of no, I think that's uh, that's who's pledged, and then the citizens okay. are just accounts on the website. Right. So that Which, happened, exactly. and Nakara put up an article analyzing funding since Gamescom. It's been very interesting. They've made up for comparatively a slow year, and the funding's just shot up and. With the M50 now on sale, by the way, 
it's not slowing down just yet. We've got CitizenCon looming, so who knows what will happen or be announced at CitizenCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I think I said this uh, morning that I'm super excited about CitizenCon. So. Mm. Oh, mean, yeah, they've, already, been... they've already started work on it this past month alongside Gamescom and 2.6. Yeah. So there's something a pro, there's something a blue in. Um, well, I think that they mentioned, uh, if I remember right at the, uh, crap, well, the one that just have Gamescom, um, that it's going to be more squadron 42 oriented as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it's going to be really interesting to see exactly how much they're going to pull out for it. Um, because, there's already the kind of talk of how much is done, and I saw that you were totally gonna make a joke about that, weren't you, Nitro? Nope, I just nope. You, you totally nope, were. Yep. Nope. I, I saw. Had a funny I, I saw that. I saw you. Wasn't gonna say I saw anything. You. I'm trying to be good here, and you're ruining it. <laughs> don't 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 you ruin his reputation, Silence. <laughs> I am a good, innocent little boy. Thank you. But he's already on a roll. Um, <laughs> that one. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm going to be curious to see exactly how much they're going to to bring out for CitizenCon, um, because it's, I mean, we don't know exactly how close they are to being finished with Squadron 42, and I think this is going to be an interesting sort of benchmark, if you will. Depending on the stage of things, it's not necessarily outside the realm of possibility for it to still come out this year. Right. But realistically. Uh, highly unlikely to the level they're going to want it to. If they're at a polished stage or approaching a polished stage, they're going to want more than three months on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As that. But the game oh, itself yeah. was already finished, and at least the gameplay missions and the mechanics, most of it. But what needed more polishing was the the ground combat stuff, I think, like the um, sh- sh- FPS shooting, that sort of stuff. But uh, well, that I mean, and we saw that German magazine thing that said that, and and, and someone someone interpreted it and threw it on Reddit, saying like, "Oh, Squadron Forty Two release uh, is um, delayed to twenty seventeen." But that was just some some editor in a magazine or German German magazine that that, to his own opinion, yeah, it was kind of the same thing as you said. Shiver is like might not happen this this year but according to CID it's it's I mean they never said it was it was gonna go uh, next year I mean what do you think that they would have might have like like they might have changed it to 2017 if they if they think they they couldn't make 2016 I think they would have right probably now? published uh, that news by now like, no, no I don't think make- I don't think they would have published it unless they knew for a certainty that they were going to yeah. miss it. And that's one of the reasons I think that they're, they're holding off is because they're kind of like, well, you know, if, as, as it often goes with them, they, when they hit that sort of moment where they break through something or they're just about to, then suddenly like everything starts falling into place. So we'll see one ship and then all of a sudden we'll see like three ships in rapid succession type of deal. Right. Um, and I think that squadron 42 is a lot of the same as far as what's going on where, they probably have a few things that are that might be holding them up or like a few little last hurdles or whatever have you. And they're not sure if they're going to be able to hit that or if they're going to end up missing it. But they're kind of keeping it close to the chest for right now and saying, well, let's see how let's see how things go forward. Um, I imagine we probably won't hear anything if they're if they're planning on pushing it back. I wouldn't be surprised if they waited till like November 
to say anything about it because that'll probably be the real, um, excuse my French, but should or get off the pot time. Um, Sorry, right. we can censor that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Beep. We'll, we'll use, use that, that sound bit. Yeah. Censor it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Get to work, Nitro. Uh, uh. One, you want another one? <laughs> Beep. <laughs> uh, so many Beep. <laughs> we'll just use that one randomly. Yeah. I mean, the last official thing we've heard was CitizenCon last year. The last official word is 2016. Until we hear otherwise, we have to work on the assumption of 2016. Exactly. Yeah. But Which, if it's if it's delayed for polish, it's delayed for polish. It's it'll come. You know they. Oh yeah. I'm sure they will be aware that we will be disappointed, and they don't usually just leave us in the lurch saying, "Oh, you know, well, tough." Some things thrown to us to uh, appease the masses for a little bit. I mean, 3.0 is. Looking oh up. yeah, exactly. I the mean, the fact of the matter is, is no matter what, we're having 3.0 coming out, or they they're saying 3.0 should be out at the end of this yeah. year. So, you know, the problem usually with that sort of stuff. I mean, we will understand, but mm-hmm. the problem is with those, um, like the the gen, the those, those people the who are very smart picture like that, the, that sort of yeah, problem. Not only those, but also just the, the general media and mate. And then a lot of people have to, oh, they were right, this sort of stuff. And it'll, it'll probably not be very good for their reputation if if at the last moment it was it was delayed. I mean, we've, we've been saying that a lot of times on the roundtable. Like, it's not going to be pretty if, if, if this is, like, at the last moment delayed. Yeah. For reputation for Chris Roberts and the whole company and that sort of stuff. Yeah, especially since last year at CinemaCon, they had the the big Squadron 42 trailer that clearly stayed at the very end, coming 2016. Yeah. And don't forget, it's not just Chris Roberts who has the final say with Squadron. It's um, Aaron, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he is... balance of polishing when it comes to Squadron is probably going to be a little bit different to say polish work for Star Wars The Old Republic where Star Wars The Old Republic they were going around and going well we can improve the lighting there we can maybe do this there they're probably looking more at is this weapon balanced is this ship mass right that sort of thing rather than oh, we can add in these lighting effects because that is still going on as a major um Accomplishment. I mean, just in the monthly report, Emery Switzer's moving on to Grim Hex lighting refinements or something like that. I haven't got it right underneath me, but that's, you know, in a standard game setup, that would be considered polish work, but they're putting that in now. Exactly. And I mean, that's really where, like, the lighting and everything, too. It's it's so impressive the way they're going through it. Like, the fact that um, when they were talking about it, it actually does the particulates. Um, the volume, volume mass lighting over the particulates, so right, that way it actually shows it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like they they aren't um, hand waving like, well, there's actually a light there, you just don't see it, or right. you know, artificially brightening scenes, things like that. They're they're totally like, nah, you guys, the, you guys get to deal with it. If you look uh, through, I think it was the Idris in space wreckage. Was that an Idris? The particles themselves aren't doing fake ambient occlusion, they right. have enabled actual real-time, real-time. Mm-hmm. occlusion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Or like they they showed the um the the um I was gonna say Starburst, but it's not Starburst. The uh, lens flare, um, the lens flare recently too, where it's the same thing. Like you know, a lot of places they'll well. <laughs> how many how many times have we heard the joke about lens flares if, if you've ever worked in the multimedia industry because add more lens flare add more lens flare because they just toss it in everywhere and you're like what is wrong with Abrams you? yeah exactly and I mean it's, it's like it's all the exact same lens flare like I swear it's the exact same one like they're using the exact same software and they're just like look a lens flare um, nice. and it's it's insane and that's actually where I really like how CIG is doing it, where they're like, no, like that's not caused because of that. That's caused because of like the science behind it. So let's make a system that mimics that. Mm-hmm. And that is awesome. It also, it's, I was going to say, it also makes uh, the materials that the ships are made out of look a lot better. Like um, with the example that they showed, they showed a starfarer uh, flying over the planet with the sun beaming in on it. And you could see, like, each little bump and ridge on the Starfarer uh, and how the light was, like, reflected or, or f- reflected in different directions as if the rounded hull of the Starfarer, the, the misc look, uh, looked more handcrafted, like uh, like it was hammered oh, yeah, with, yeah. The, with, like, actual hammers and tools and stuff rather than just kind of just machine cut, like, say, an Aegis ship. And I, I don't well, know. Yeah, and it... it- it looked, it looked, um, it looked metallic. I mean, mm-hmm. that's actually the one thing that caught me was like a lot of times you'll see the lens flare and it's almost like it's always bouncing off a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, but so help me, like I looked at it and I was like, that looks like metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that impressed the crap out of me. It looks almost better than CryEngine 5. And what's this based on? Three? CryEngine three. 3, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's not anymore. Obviously, like, I mean they've yeah. integrated. Crazy. Doesn't look some anything of the like updates. CryEngine three. Yeah, I mean they've integrated a lot of the updates that CryEngine has come out with, so it's not necessarily right, stock so in a sense, or yeah. modified stock CryEngine three. It's like CryEngine three with some CryEngine four and CryEngine five stuff with a lot of their own stuff added into it. So they spoke a little bit about. Uh, the difference between vanilla, so to speak, CryEngine and some of the changes they've done. And they said it's surprising that there are still things in the CryEngine that are base mm-hmm. CryEngine alongside their own 64-bit floating point unit and their shader technology. Uh, oh, the procedural generated planets. That's a good example. The original editor for that was basically stock CryEngine. I mean, really? the tech the tech to make a procedural planet was all in-house. When they had the planet made and stuff, and they were going in to do stuff, it was virtually stock CryEngine editor. I did not know that. Mm. Neither did I. If, I think I was... I think I was a reverse-averse or a monthly report, but that was said. But it was, it was interesting to know that. Opening. It's magic. <laughs> That's the force. <laughs> we heard a little bit about armors as well um mm. this seems like a very interesting Speaking system of the, whole, the, the the textures and everything i mean you know i just want to touch on that really quickly we were just talking about the whole metal holy crap i love the way they made the armor look it's it's just the material itself is, is just awesome but it, you're talking about the, the modularity they yeah. look like pacific rim armors I'm so. Do they really? The white, yeah. uh, in in the white color, it looks like the suit that they put on at the beginning of Pacific Rim. 
Rich, I don't mind. I, I, I literally and seriously, I play the Pacific Rim theme music when I'm setting up my hotel to play Star Citizen. I don't blame you. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm just saying. I, know, I wasn't. Lo- I wasn't like a confession. I'm proud. Max, oh, okay. I'm okay. <laughs> but it's uh, an interesting system, from what I can understand, between <clears throat> the reports from ATV and the monthly report. You have an underlying FPS suit. Let's just call that your base suit. That's got no armor value or anything. Like a skin. But then, yeah, exactly. And then you chuck on the modular pieces between light, medium, heavy. They they didn't specify heavy. They did so in reverse the verse. Did they? Yeah. Okay. So light, medium, and heavy then. And between that, you could have, say, a left. They're, they're looking to make sure you can have a left light leg and a heavy right leg, but they were talking about performance issues possibly being uh, right. the barrier. They, they were basically saying it's just it's just so much code having to be passed through of like the, the differences mm-hmm. of right leg, left leg, right arm, left arm, so on and so forth. That it's like we're not sure. It depends on how it works out as far as the actual data transmission or the. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact vernacular they used, um, but basically just the the data being transmitted. Wa- yeah, I mean, like things like you don't know the difference between port numbers port slots on a light to a medium a light could have loads of port slots so everyone has light legs for port slots sure. you know so they can have an armory around on their legs but that's a hell of a lot of objects for any client and server to properly well, sure report and, and i mean even then so like on. we already know they're doing layers hmm. so i mean you, you could have your layered clothing and then your armor over that um, and now if you're yeah. like, oh, so you're going to wear like the jeans, the shirt, the jacket, and then toss on the armor over top. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, right leg, left leg, and then right arm, left arm, and then chest. And it's like, well, I mean, they talked about that a bit on reverse the verse where they oh, said yeah, yeah, yeah. that, um, things like skin and clothes and stuff are all on, uh, a system that I don't know if they said it's implemented yet. Um, I think they're saying they said it's on, going to be, yeah. Where like the stuff that's underneath, super- like the lower layers that you shouldn't be able to see, aren't even calculated because they well, they are rendered right. though. Well, well they're, currently they they're rendered, this. but they won't be rendered if they're yeah, underneath. Yeah, like currently they're rendered, but the the way that they're going they to be same. moving to is that it's it's going to be thirty different sections on the body, um, or they said it was around thirty sections. I don't remember if they said specifically thirty uh, that. Essentially, if you if okay, so like for instance, me like I'm wearing this this you know undershirt and then I have my my t-shirt on. Um, so basically, what they would do is they would say, okay, well, since he's got this on and then this on, ignore everything with the undershirt in you know this whole area because he's got a t-shirt over top of it. It, it doesn't need to be bothered with rendering mm-hmm. or anything. Just just ignore it. Um, but you know, make sure to get this little part because it's sticking out. Um, and they basically broke down the body into 30 different sections that will that will do this. And they're they're saying that eventually what they want to do is move to an area where it does it via artificial intelligence. Um, or I'm sorry, not automated. Automated and artificial intelligence, excuse me. Um, where it automatically will look at the various pieces and say, just cut that, keep that, so on and so forth. Whereas currently they're doing it by hand with each article of clothing. So it's it's pretty amazing the the level of detail they're going through because they're saying that for instance you could wear like a vest over a shirt and it will be like yeah cool and render both of them and then be like well I want the shirt off and then it will be like cool there's the skin uh, you know it will show the nude male model and the major problem with that as 
anyone would have trying to set that up is clipping. Exactly. Right? Which now they don't have to worry about it as much. Um, because it'll actually stop rendering the things under it. So like if it, if it clips through, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's quite an elegant solution. Exactly. It's, I heard it and I was like, damn that I just was impressed by it all. I'd just like to quickly say that, um, we can start Cyberwolf 74 is here. You just had to get that in there, didn't you? No. Uh-huh. Armor sets right. will be 70 to, 70 to 80%, no, 80 to 90, sorry, percent of uh, armor module sets, they said, will yes. be modular, mix-match modular. But yeah. there will be preset, uh, bespoke sets, whether or not that means completely non-interchangeable. Say, for instance, uh, there's some heavy marine suit that is just one huge carapace you just have to climb into, much like a power armor suit in Fallout. But or a tight, uh, or the extreme. The titan armor um, right. that they're talking yeah. about. That could probably be what you're talking about. You see, the titan armor, that, sure that's an interesting one. Now that they've got vehicle-sized components. That's actually what I'm really wondering. Uh, like, I've been wondering that for a little bit, is, is whether or not they're going to go with the the uh, titan size armor and turn that into more of like a, a vehicle size. Uh, like four. an elemental from the Battletech universe. I can't keep it up. <laughs> There's pills for that. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, Don't there get is. them stuck in your throat. You'll have a stiff neck for ages. Yep. Well, I need to get, think I need to shove them on my eyebrows, considering what we were just doing. <laughs> <laughs> just get these pills. <laughs> <laughs> just grind it up. <laughs> you go from armor modules to that. <laughs> Because it's us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're facing stiff competition this week. We are. We are. Um, but I'm sure that we, we can get it under control. This whole show this is going to be hard um, to get through. We were also treated to a very brief look at the new Constellation of Killer and how they're going about yeah. that. Uh, completely. Mm. <laughs> See? I it's hard to guys. talk when <laughs> I can do pose. I can sit here when I've got three or four people all trying to shout rubbish at me and just do a perfectly good outro. Thank you for coming, everyone. It's been a pleasure having you. And they're all saying the most foul things, but no, flick some eyebrows at me and that's it. I melt. Um, yes, de- the, the constellation of killer having to completely deconstruct that, take out the bridge section. I'm, well, yeah, working on new bridge section in the shape of the Achilla just to put it back into place and stuff. It's a very interesting thing. And he said, you know, it was basically really hard work to have to go through it. But now it's been done once. It's going to be so much easier with the other variants. Do you think this represents a shift in the paradigm from Squadron 42 ships first to, well, we've got whatever coming up soon. We need a ship that's going to show that off a bit. Um, I, I don't know, but I, I know that the one thing it made me think of was a long time ago when they were first designing the uh, Aquila or Aquila, um, they were talking about how, because of the fact that the nose section was different, they were going to start making, uh, the, f- the ship parts more modular. So that way, um, switching parts out like that was a lot easier 
And I don't know if they made that statement just as like a design uh, standpoint, so it's easier to design different variants of the ships, or if that means that, say, I want to buy an Andromeda in the future, and then I go to the store and I buy uh, an Aquila front end, and I can just slap it on my ship and have that cool rounded front to it, because I honestly like the rounded front more than the pointed front. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. And the field of the visibility is nicer, I think, on that one Don't as look well. At me like that. Just the one used in the commercial. <laughs> Andromeda? No, the Aquila. Was it the Aquila? Yeah, it was the Aquila. It wasn't because, Explorer. Right? Yeah, it was an Explorer one. Because they they made it a whole like Star Trek slash, um, uh, two thousand one a Space Those, Odyssey reference. Yeah. Space Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, they found the monolith. So monolith is confirmed in Star Citizen. They they found <laughs> monkeys with throwing bananas. Oh no, wait. I think those were... <laughs> to be completely honest, oh, yeah. that alien throwing the ship-shaped rock up in the air and then it just like turning into a ship flying through space was probably one of the cool, coolest transitions I've ever seen. I, it was a really good transition. Yes, and I was... Um, the moment they first showed that, I was on the floor at Gamescom 2014. 15 was that, I think. Well, 14. I don't know. 14. 15? Yes. 15, 14, 14? Unforgettable. Can't remember Unforgettable. I can't remember the year, but it's... it's <laughs> One of those oh, years. Great. One of those. Maybe it was 13. <laughs> 42. <laughs> no. Oh, no, it was a, it was a really a good transition. I like that. And, and I'm going to be curious to see how they, how they go forward as well when it comes to the whole uh, ship front ends. Um, of course, then again, I also have like this, this sort of imagery of, of like seeing a bright red Aquila with the like normal <laughs> steel color for the rest of the ship. It's just like. <laughs> he's gone he's gone maybe maybe like replace some of the doors you know get some get some orange doors in there or something just <laughs> so silence is playing second life right oh, okay although i do i do wonder whether or not there will be that level of customization so if you really want a garish shape right. why not but then rendering who <laughs> This is where it all comes down to how clever they can get with their networking code, oh, yeah. the rendering, the shaders, and so on and so on. Oh, especially because uh, the paint, as I recall, they're they're mentioning that's like the because they originally had a very interesting paint system put in, but they had to scrap it um, because think- they they had to change the way that they did it because of the fact that they changed the uh, the way they handled layers. Was that the time that it came in with some of the skins that are available for the Aurora, or was that when it went out? Um, I'm, I'm trying that to remember because I, I know was it was a fair while ago now. Well, I know it was within this year that I, I remember hearing about what they were saying because they they were talking about that they that they used to have a different paint system in place, but then when they moved to um, the wear and tear on ships, I think is what it was. Uh, when they started putting that in, they had to actually change the way they did the painting of the ships and everything. And so they were like, well, maybe we won't be able to do it as detailed. We need to 
rethink it a little bit. And they they want to, much like they want to do the the ability to change right leg and left leg, like be like, I have heavy armor on the right and light on the left and a medium chest piece and you know, a crazy ass hairstyle with a Van Duel helm. I just want an afro. I'm not gonna say anything about the 8K stuff. Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. I bet when female female models come in, they wanna have the um, What's her name? Missy hairstyle? Miki? From UK. Oh, oh yeah. The pink um, oh, yeah. haircut with uh Yeah. Yeah, I know that Don't they mentioned like different the options. haircuts. They said that there's what like ten different haircuts per model? Um ish. I'm not sure if it was ten different heads or ten different hair models. I think it was hair models because Sean Tracy was talking about how uh, the different hair models went around the different heads. And um, yeah, I, I wonder if that's like a thing where you can pick what color your hair is. Like, Surely. I mean, that'd be I weird. imagine that's going to be part of it, too. I, I think that they... <laughs> I'd be going to go I'd gray all the time. Like, this one's this, you know, this hairstyle's brown. This one's uh, black. Like, I, I, I highlight out they're going to do that one. Um, mm. Barbershop. Uh, yeah, right. game. Well, but I think that they'll New probably incorporate the the. <laughs> I just have this image of um. Oh God, what is that? Surgeon Simulator, where someone's like doing haircuts. <laughs> um, it's a modified buzz cut. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'd be I'd be shocked if they didn't start incorporating hair colors by the time they actually started doing the actual hairstyles. Um, because they, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and I'm also going to be curious to see how they handle, well, I mean, heck, especially with the whole fact they're talking about the wear and tear actually applying to your clothes. I'm going to be curious to see if they actually apply it to the body model as well and maybe have it where you, know, you get your hair dyed red after uh, you know, a few months that's uh, fading a little bit there or whatever have you. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, the moment we talk about dyeing your hair, we are moving on. Oh my god, but I thought you wanted to go pink, Shiver. Like, I love your Cambodian accent. That is (laughs) so amazing. Uh, Item system 2.0. A lot of systems seem to be very dependent on this. It seems to be a lot more than just dialogue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Choices going in and out of a hornet and... Goodness only knows what else. It seems there's some underlying tech going on there as well that's going to be yeah. tied into damage systems. Uh, obviously, strangely enough, items, components. Wait, Any you're saying on- items are going to be an item system 2.0? I know, it's weird. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that. I'm, I'm going to be curious I- to see how it's going to work from a more seamless nature. Because I'm I'm a bit worried that it's going to get a bit bogged down with options. Like that's the that's the big thing. I'm kind of like, why not more options? Well, yeah, but say say you're like, okay, I need to get into my ship fast. Run up to it. Um, open open canopy. Ah, that's uh, being done. In, oh, actually, now that you think, I suppose what that. they could do is if it's your ship, the first time you own it, you're like, oh, walk up to action. it pilot is default action when I just walk, run up to it and get in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Rather than have the old, uh, the good old armor system where you 
run up to a ladder and then you're like, oh, mouse wheel, uh, up ladder, V, holding W, stay on the ladder, mouse wheel. Stay on target. Stay on target. I'm dead. The ladder killed me. Sorry. Exactly. I, I've got bad memories of Armour. It's a good game, but... Screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so what but you're saying that, is that like... I'd like to avoid is that whole armor thing, sorry Nitro, where yeah. you run up to an object and you're scrolling through this mouse wheel. If you're under fire, that's no good to you. Exactly. They, they could probably that's right. also do a thing where, like, if you just walk up to it and you stop and you press the use key or whatever and it, or, I mean, you probably don't even have to use the use key to see the menu. It probably just pops up automatically uh, when you get close enough. But, um, you see the the different options, but instead, you could sprint up to the ladder and hit the use key as you're sprinting up to it, and it just automatically goes, okay, you're in a hurry, do the most common option, which is to get in the ship. We've already seen something like that. The and Yeah, I remember one of those animation, very short demos on one of the ATVs where you saw that they already were making, like different versions of if you were in a hurry you would go into the ship much faster right uh, but see like uh, so so there is that you are right uh, and they've they've still been talking about the whole act of being able to get in quickly but like say say it's not even your ship or you know it's it's some other thing like how how are they going to handle that to very easily be able to just be like I need to get in the ship I need to get into it now mm -hmm. um, and uh, again, as, as Shiver was pointing out, if you're getting shot at and you got to get into that ship for some reason, then the last thing you want to do is scroll through options. Uh, and that's just one example of getting into a ship. What about, um, I don't know, opening a door, uh, elevator, um, you know, just, just various things like that where in real life you don't even think about it because you're like, you know, smack the <laughs> damn control. Exactly. Mm. Um, but in that where you're like, okay, uh, let's see, I, I got to angle in on the, the door, door control. Don't talk and then, to the door. Uh, you want to pick up the door. Let's, let's, let's hit the button, right? Pull door. Yes. Um, Hold the door. Push door. <laughs> Do you want to pull the door or push the door? Push the door. Pull only. Fuck. I mean, you know, that. I, I love the idea. Your, your of lack where of getting that joke it. disturbs me, silence. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I let you down. But no, um, I'm worried if they're going to make it a bit too complex to activate things or even just like um, the item system 2.0 with ships because they're talking about, oh, yeah, you can walk up to your ship and you can swap it out and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, it's great. But how about like a nice, simple interface that doesn't require me to walk like around the outside of my ship and then look at a hard point and be like, damn it. No, I want the wingtip hard point, not mm -hmm. the missile hard point. You know, that'd be that'd be really great. Um. I mean, I'm not saying I want the hollow viewer back, but it will be back though. Yeah, eventually. I'm going to be curious to see how they're going to. How much better? Be, yeah, hopefully it'll be a much nicer 2D interface where you're just like, I want this gun on this hard point, and like it's well, you've just. You've seen um. Go ahead, Rylan. Oh, what was it? We've seen the guy working on some of that stuff already in the in the uh, in one of the ATV wars. Where he, I think he was in the UK. It was actually is one of the original. Originally, he was in one of the US offices, but I think he was moved to UK. Yeah, he was. What's in his name? Zane. LA, Zane Bian. And he, yeah, and the, he he was originally from Hawaii, and like so many Hawaiians, he jumped at the chance to move to Manchester, England. 
Is that true? Is that a true stereotype? No. Okay. <laughs> not even close. No. No, but, but we've seen his work and uh, his work is amazing uh yeah. what he does with redesigning the ui it's it's going to be really uh, yeah it's no it's just going to be really uh user friendly for that i hope we see that not in like the old stuff although surely we must start to see some elements of that for 2.6 simply because of the way that things are going to be laid out for you with weapons and things like that what how else could it be done without some UI? Because you're, you know, how do you fiddle with these? How do you <laughs> choose your layout on your character? No, man, you, you can go ahead and just there? say how you fiddle how do you with fid- yourself. How do you fiddle with yourself? Um, there, that works too. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the inventory management system is. I mean, for just weapons and stuff. Right I know hand that. Problem or left hand problem? 26. Because um, <laughs> uh, I, I know that like inventory management for your ship will be all done through Moby Glass. Um, but for on-person management stuff, I know that you're not going to be like, oh, I need to move my gun from my right hip to my left hip. Better pull up my watch interface and, and just stuff like that. Um, but I, I figure things like, oh, I want to put this attachment on this gun, it'll be a cool, I know other games have done it, where you hold a key and you, your guy kind of pulls your gun up and it gives you a bunch of options on the gun to be like, I want to mm. use this ammo or this magazine or this barrel or this sight. And uh, you kind of just choose it and he switches it out real quick. But... Do you know what would be pretty cool? Um, dinosaurs in Are space? Are you aware of... Do you know what cool idea I just had? Why? Have you ever seen um oh uh, Judge Dredd, two thousand AD? Um, the original one. No, we don't talk about that. Wait, are you talking about the one with the one guy that? Uh, are are you the aware of the character Star Judge Trek? Dredd? Yes, I know Judge Dredd. Yes. Right. So he the, the weaponry there. He can just talk to his gun and oh, switch yeah. his ammunition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be pretty nifty. Well, yeah, you can already do that though, probably with a voice attack. Mm. Wouldn't be the same though. Mm. You'd have to, you'd still have this going through menus. It would be faking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spent Although so much time you know that that, that is one of the things I'm I'm curious about. They they did talk about it a while back that they were they were looking at incorporating something like that into Star Citizen. Mm. Um, looking kind at. of like it was a while back. Sorry, what? Looking at well, yeah, means we don't know. The potential, the potential for the API to be open enough for voice attack to do something special is there. Mm-hmm. The potential for the API to be that opened up to exploits is also there. Yeah. I mean, which currently voice attack is just a macro thing. It can mm. simulate key presses, which means that right. you cannot have it interact with the game itself or have it change layouts of your uh, your character or anything like that or ship. You know, it's just a right. key press simulator. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even so, can, it's only limited to that. I mean, the, the the thing with voice tag then is that if you say, I mean, we explained it like this. It was like, um, so you you say landing gear down, but if if the ship's landing gear was already down, it would go up again. But the voice tag doesn't know that because mm-hmm. there's no communication right. between it. Yeah. So that's why it's it's an external system. You cannot um, integrate it like that unless CIG actually. Does something with it, proves it, or whatever. 
I mean, well, they they might very well. I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't start doing stuff like that, where you uh, you see it in a lot of um, flight simulators, where they'll allow for certain things to actually be exported into a more easily readable format, and it doesn't actually they they don't allow the transmission back into it, but they allow the reading from it essentially in a in a mm. nice format, like airspeed and whatnot. Mm. Um, so that way that way voice tech could actually look at it and be like, oh, okay, the landing gear's already down, no can do, boss. Yeah, there's also a really like in-depth way you can go into voice attack where you can it can kind of look at yeah, what, what you're pressing and what you've already said and see if it's not infallible uh, though. Yeah, uh, it's not perfect and it takes a lot of work to set up, um, but no, it could essentially look at see and see like oh you already pressed your uh, landing gear down button or you've already said that uh, that phrase therefore your landing gear should be down. Therefore, I cannot execute this command, blah, 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 blah. It's easy enough to set as so with voice attack now, it's got so many tokens as well. There's more than one way to set up this conditional state system. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it can also screw you right over if sometimes a keypad is pressed and it registers on the game and voice attack doesn't recognize it or vice versa. That can happen every so often. The only round, the only workaround for that is having a state switch phrase, so you can physically say mm-hmm. out loud, "My landing gear's down. You're wrong," and have it say, "Sorry about that. We know." That would well, be that a really as, as remi- sorry. Go. Uh, I was gonna say that'd be a really interesting like way to kind of interact with your ship. Just be like getting arguments with your ship, and you'd be like. I'm sorry, your landing gear is already done. Computer, I'm looking at it, and my landing gear isn't down, so put it down. It's like, all right, fine, jeez. <laughs> I have issues. <laughs> that reminds that me of... That is how uh, I set the profile up. Sorry. This, um, that fine. reminds me of this, <laughs> this UK show. It's like Little Britain says, computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, well, I mean, it's either that or, or as I was mentioning, we... If Star Citizen allows for that sort of thing can be to be read, um, not necessarily transmitted through it, but at least read, so that way more things can be. And I think that they're. I'd be kind of sh- shocked that they didn't because they were talking about wanting to support MFDs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's a very different kettle of fish. Mod support. Um. Yes and no. This is kind of a mod, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's far more. It's it, hardware compared to software. Well, it's it's six of one though. I mean, it's basically doing the exact same thing. Um, you're you're essentially just reading what the game is outputting and so then does allowing the software. Mouse and a joystick, though. The advantage yes. of voice attack is if I'm if I'm sat here like this trying to hone in right. on someone moving my stick, I might not have fine movement to move power over with my thumb. So I can just say, right. oh, "Give me some more power to weapons," and it will do that, and I don't have to, you know, take my hands off well, sure. or anything. But- like but I guess where, where I'm going with it is that, like, essentially what you would be doing is looking at, like, the, the MFDs, where the MFD just reads the output from the game, and it's usually done, like, uh, via some sort of text or some additional files, not Does usually... they exist? For the, certain games, yeah. I thought the, M, like, the ones that you're talking about, like, say it was a replica of a jet. They're right. just inlays. Static no, inlays. No, no, no. People have actually done, like, full-on LCD screens. No. Yeah. 
How much would that cost? Uh, hell if I know, but I've seen it. Like, if you, you look around, there, there's some really impressive ones that people have done with like full-on little LCD screens and all that. I've seen um, people yeah. it's, making, it's a functioning MFD. I've been seeing people making rooms of their house into a constellation mm-hmm. bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if they allow that sort of export into, like just to be able to read from, uh, then you could do like voice attack and easily use that as a means to monitor things. And like, that, that's, I guess where I was going. That's why I think that, you know, while voice attack can be Simpid. a bit of an issue now, that it might not be as much of an issue later. Now those programs like the that use the touch screens, like touch screen devices to use as like interfaces for YouTube, how do those work? Are those macro type things also, or are they the MFD things that sound like talking Wi-Fi about? mouse? Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think that's the way the Logitech one does it. Is it, you run a server on your desktop, which communicates to your router, which communicates to your device, and it's basically recognized as a Wi-Fi mouse. Communicates thing. to your what? Router. Router? Your what? No, the router. It's not what a tool, router? it's a router. Because mm. it routes mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah, it routes things. <laughs> Yeah, routes things. What are you talking it's about? Not, I'm not in the garden. No, no. Route. Like, I'm going to take route. that route on the interstate. Yeah. So, one last thing I'd like to mention. <laughs> uh, Drake Caterpillar, final stages, uh, adding oh, lighting. God. Is that going to be hangar ready for 2.6 or 3.0? Ooh, what bit looks pretty Caterpillar. It looked pretty fleshed out. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna guess 3.0 personally. No, yeah, the Herald's first, that's for sure. And, I, yeah, that's yeah, that's most likely gonna be 2.6. The Herald. I don't um, think they're gonna be ready to do the Caterpillar at the same time. Maybe, maybe. Wasn't the surprise think, yeah. as always? They try to have one hangar ready ship, one flight ready ship with each patch. Do you think yeah, we'll some, that? Some of them still, some of them just skip the hangar ready state anyway, like the Herald. I mean, we've not seen it in hangar yet, and it's going to be fly ready the next patch, probably. Uh, technically, the Argo skipped the concept stage. Yeah. <laughs> it just was like, bam, Argo, what? It was made for Squadron 42, yeah. Mm. And they're that like, yeah, the you know light. that ship that we saw in Squadron 42. Yeah, we have it in the drawer here. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, the hot yeah. I said it wrong. <laughs> Um, that's pretty much it. We've touched on most things, really. Um, so if we want to open it up to Q&A, if you have any questions, put them in brackets, either here, base chat, I can see both. I, I can probably see both as far as I know they can read. Oh, yeah. I can't read. Silence can't read. <laughs> it's all right, silence, I can't it's always time. one. I'm, I'm You're not time zones. Well, you no, know, I can time zone, I just can't keep time. Keep track of time. The, the big one with the Caterpillar that I'm going to be curious about is that's supposed to be the first um, uh, modular one. It's like interesting, modular. isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. technically the ship is the command module that completely yeah. attaches itself. From- <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And then everything else is just modules, like up to, like, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see if they, how that works out. Like if you can just keep on stacking modules up to a certain point, so you could have only one with like two modules attached to the command module. So it's like the short caterpillar. 
Do you like just like have like a little attack uh, caterpillar that only has like two modules, yeah. like a, a crew thing and then a launch bay? <laughs> <laughs> An attack, An attack caterpillar. caterpillar. <laughs> what is this? one thing that people do? Caterpillar with a fucking like. Yeah. You see a ship like this on 80 feet, and you're like, oh, it looks pretty ready to me. But I mean, you're just seeing mm-hmm. the aesthetics of it. I mean, it looks ready. The model looks ready. But now it has to be able to fly properly. Well, I mean, so that's going to take I a said little longer, too. Ready, I meant it looked hangar ready. Like, I yeah. feel like we uh, could have it in hangar. Maybe maybe they'll do that with 2.6. But I don't, does, does it fit? Yeah. It's it's like, what size is it? You might I mean, have to go it, in. Yeah. No, if, if the Starfire fits. Yeah. I was going to say, it might have to go into a Starfarer-type port in your hangar. Is it is it that big? I have no idea, actually. Which ships did they have it, it next to? No, they had it next to a, a Retaliator. It was that, about the length of Retaliator. Is, no, yeah. I, I thought they had it next to a Constellation at one point. Too. I mean, it, it, it's a pretty big That's, ship from what I remember. So, we've got some questions pouring in. Uh... Next, the first of his clam to bear the name. I knew you were going to use that one. Why can't silence read? What is reading? (laughs) What is read? I don't know. What is letter? Uh, I can't read. Uh, Oh, God. Of course you were going to choose that one. I knew it. Of course. It was the first question. I saw that one pop up by Nick's, and and I just was like, Shiver's going to choose it. Is the next question going to be, why can't Nitro tell time? (laughs) No, now that you've said not. it, yes. <laughs> uh, Brybase, the great Brybase. Uh, oh. Did Josh Herman confirm planet side, uh, client side facial capture? I'm so far away, I should have my glasses for this, really. Uh, <laughs> yesterday on RTV, what do you reckon? I missed that. If that's, did, did that no. happen? No. I don't think it happened. Like and oh. not only did I think, or I don't think it'd even be possible at this point. Um, like, even um, games that have, like, really good facial recreation software built into them where you take your own picture and you put that picture on your character, it turns out awful. Um, I was helping... So I can't my, wink. So, yeah. So I can't wink at you in-game if I do... Actually, oh, I, oh. I, gotta, I gotta disagree a little bit here. Um, because... I'm just gonna get I, all these characters that look like the elephant man walking around. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so this is... <laughs> This is the thing. I don't think he's meaning um, the actual appearance transferred onto a character. Right. Uh, what I think he's referring to is something that was actually once showcased back in Wingman's Hangar. Um, so where. Yeah. The real time modulated, like the real time uh, taking the face and putting it into your character's, uh, like over your character's face to actually show the various facial expression changes. Um, and. That's where I think he's. I think that's where he's going with it. And they, I don't think they can. They didn't confirm it to my knowledge, but it was kind of one of those things where they were talking about it, and it was like, ah, wait till you guys see. Don't want to talk about it yet. And I was like, I wonder if that's where they're where they're going with it. So what you're saying is, it's a certain standard, hasn't it? Huh? It has to meet a certain standard, otherwise they won't. Oh yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. What you're saying is, instead of recreating your own face on your character, it'd be more of like a, a. a face rig, if you know what that is, the, the program that, yeah. yeah, it'd be a face rig type situation where your webcam looks at your face and it goes, you're looking over there, you're looking over there, you're blinking and you're talking, so your mouth is right. moving. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're um, going, eh. yeah, and it's and it does that to the <laughs> face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if it doesn't get to that level, I expect at least to the point where, if you're talking into the microphone, it, your guy will sit there and go, ma 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 ma, as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Although that'd be kind of weird, being like, well, I mean it. So you're like, I hate you. You suck. And you're I like, hate you. You suck. That's the beauty of their motion capture enabled rig. Exactly. Muscles. You've actually got the muscles. So, uh, as I understand it, you've got mostly two ways to do lip syncing in game. And you could have them sync on the really heavy synonyms like your O's, your T's, and things like that, and have it form a rough shape. Whereas if it's muscle ca- um, muscle captured, motion captured, the muscles are, could literally be translated one for one. You're like a Japanese karate <laughs> movie that's been really badly dubbed. You're welcome. Muppet Mouse, Do- yeah. Doom Centurion, uh, with all the love for the rest of the Drake lineup, Buccaneer, Herald, Caterpillar, what are your expectations for the revisit of the Cutlass? And he spelled Cutlass right, I love him. How do you spell Cutlass right? Need that question? With an A and not an E. Oh. I can. Question. With all the love for the rest of the Drake Herald lineup, Buccaneer Herald Caterpillar, what are your expectations for the revisit of the Cutlass? I'm actually you think I might do it. the same thing as um, with the Anvil Hornet? And have the old one still available for people Ooh, to get in game? True. Maybe. And then the new model will be revision. Yeah, it'll be like the the forty nine, fifty whatever year instead of just saying version two. It'll be like this year's Cutlass, from, from straight from Drake Planetary, Interplanetary. I can see it getting a bit more of a sleek, swept back, aggressive, angular look. Less pregnant lizard looking thing. I'm I'm gonna be Less curious bubbly. to see because. Because they they did mention on the reverse of the verse that um, the caterpillar was kind of the design aspect that they're they're moving towards, mm-hmm. and the caterpillar wasn't sleek, Mm-mm. but it's so, it's so very different role. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you if you take the general the general concept of like, for instance, even just what the cockpit looks like, they they always have this very. I always kind of think of it almost like a helicopter. Yeah. Um, versus a jet in the way they look. So I I, I kind of think they'll stick with that that kind of aesthetic. I don't think they're ever going to go with the, the really rounded or even sleek look for the yeah. for the Cutlass. I think they're going to probably stick with a bit more um, attack helicopter, if you will, sort of approach. Yeah. Which, I or guy like um, uh, the bigger, not a Chinook because that sucker's rounded. Isn't the maybe like a hind maybe? Yeah. It makes that. sense. I honestly really... Considering it's... Like, the cockpit is based on that, isn't it? Yeah. I, I honestly really yeah. miss the Cutlass uh, concept art. That, like, really sleek, angular concept art that um, everyone expected the Cutlass to look like. I mean, it's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of the Cutlass is this concept art for it. And it's much more swept back. It's a little bit skinnier. It doesn't look as rounded and I just like the look of it a lot more. Um, if that could be the like design language, uh, for the new cutlass, I, I'd enjoy it a lot. I'm sitting here trying to Google it so I can find it. 
Meantime, Norksil's got a nice, quick and easy question. Do you, I hope I pronounced that right, and not it's not Norsil, but... Do you think the Idris will be released in the first patch after Squadron 42's release? Released as in made available to fly? I think um, he means when Squadron 42 is like actually oh. released to the public. I keep forgetting I'm not a Yeah, he means that, part. but I think Relan was asking whether or not the Idris would be released to fly. Oh, yeah, to oh, just how I don't look at. Yeah, that's yeah. I either don't either. Release it just to look at though. Um, I, I think they, I think they'd have to almost go release to fly versus look at. Because I mean, what they're gonna be like? Oh, by the way, there's a there's docking port next to your hangar that you walk out and you can walk into the Idris. By then, three point zero will be on. I, I think so, and I don't think that client will be able to handle those big ships yet in the first place. Maybe they'll put in one. Just to look at, yeah, like. Oh, you mean like look at like Idris a mode, maybe? Not, As in, a, maybe maybe there's there would be a derelict in one of these spots around the uh, <laughs> half what made nitro? system. This link isn't but working. I, I don't think they'll be make it available to fly though. That, Sorry, that, that face was priceless. Possible. Possible, but not outside the realm. Possible. Yeah, maybe, but probably not. Well, I, I think actually that's a that's an interesting idea though, where they Where's instead of go? being like uh, why, yeah, well, but I think it'll, I think it'll be an interesting idea if they if they just allow people to walk around in it, like be like, hey, by the way, it's docked to that station if you want to go wander around in it because we're not going to let you guys fly it yet. Hey, Shiv, can you send that that link in chat for me? There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I got timed out by the bot. You're that's awesome. Oh, Why does that mean you have to talk like Batman? Because no. I don't know. Because he's Claw, Dr. Claw. Why does Moth? No! Eddie, the gamer ghoul. Will the player be able to sell such items as clothes to other players? Example, buy clothes at Grimm and sell an Olisar at a higher price. Why? Why not? Why? Yeah. Why not? I, I'd I'd assume so because what would happen in real clothes life? will be part of the item system as well. Like you'd probably be able to store it in boxes and then transport it to where other people might need it. Because the well, even though yeah. civilian clothing might just be something aesthetic that doesn't really do much in game. Well, actually, it does kind of do it because you know if they they did say that if if you walk around in like outlaw clothes on a place where you know maybe only the only um like fancy people walk around i mean it's 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 a bad example but you, mean, you get what i get what i mean it's, it's just it's part, of the, part of the law is also that yeah you know you being in weird clothes in the weird spots that, that you might think it's weird the npcs will react to it as well so clothes are not yeah. going to be just aesthetically it's uh, you're not from oh, around yeah. here are you yeah. Right. But I, I think that if they do, I I think it'll take time before we actually see people widespread selling outside of just like a trade window. Um, because they would need to actually be able to set up a shop front to be able to be like, hey, come to my shop, bye. And they've kind of what said that's probably not going to be in a launch. I, th I think a good economic model would have I to be guess. in place as well. Because if everybody finds out, oh, I can just get a lot of money by going and buying uh, this from... Levski and then bringing it back to Port Allsar and selling it at a higher price, uh, then everybody's going to be doing it. And then 
it'll just yeah, it'll yeah. it always happens mm-hmm. i mean you you see it in most mmos where someone will someone will realize that and then you'll start seeing mm-hmm. the auction house flooded with these items and pretty much the only people that do that are like mm-hmm. i don't want to walk 50 feet or i don't know any better well i mean that that's why i'm saying a, an economic model would have to be in because um that yeah. way the npcs at, uh, at levski could be like Hey, guys are just buying it here to sell it higher over there. I'm going to raise my price now. Um, oh well, yeah, that would be interesting if they actually mm-hmm. incorporated that. And I imagine that that might be part of it if it's if the clothing is part of the supply and demand, mm-hmm. which I guess raises a different point of would they would they even start incorporating things like clothing versus your actual trade goods in the supply and demand models that they're incorporating with the economics. Mm-hmm. Hayes07 asks a good question, and I'll try to say it in his native tongue. Good eye. Do you think the updated eye control and head movement was purposely developed to work with VR and possibly... F- I'm going, going in farmer there. And future eye... Tra- I, I lost it. Do you think they made uh, control and head movement was purposely developed to work with VR and possible future eye tracking in VR headsets? They said there was a lot of fu- future features they were not going to talk about yet. Well, I, I think it kind of falls for beer. Yes. Where did that question come from? I don't see it. That's but another trip on the Barbie. About 10 minutes ago. See, I'm oh. speaking Australian. Don't you guys so love Vegemite? Damn I straight do. we do. Okay, but to the question. Watch out for the drop bears. Um, we, we already, we already kind of talked on this one a bit because it was, I think it kind of plays all into the whole idea of the, um, whether or not they're going to, use that technology they were talking about a while back with the webcam. Um, and this is very much the same thing, just different hardware to incorporate with that. Um, and they, they've already said they want to try and be very accommodating with hardware. So if they actually start hooking up things with reading the facial features of the player to incorporate onto the uh, face rig of the uh, character, then I can't see why they wouldn't do that eventually because they like their hardware too. And that way everyone can have dancing eyebrows. That would just be our secret handshake. We all get on the, the freelancer or the, the <laughs> character or whatever, and we just all go up to each other. Are you supposed to be here? Oh, right this way. Handshake accepted. <laughs> For the audio listeners, Nitro is mischievously moving his eyebrows independently of each other in a secret code. Oh, we have radio listeners? Yeah, I'm streaming to the base. (laughs) (sighs) Brybase has asked, do you guys miss Tim for the chairman? Is it still important to have it as part of the community content? As a transcriber, no. (laughs) When's the last time you transcribed anything? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's all stormy. Next, CS... Yeah, it's it's been a few months. Sunjammer, Dopey, Doc, Happy, Grumpy. No, I'm <laughs> no, uh, just a bit sleepy. Yeah, um, I, I, we all miss Grumpy. I mean, Eris. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> I, I He's had the, buying a, a killer pizza. I had pizza? this thought um, uh, while watching ATV this week uh, because it was the LA episode again. And as much as I miss Ben, because I, I just love Ben, he's a great guy, I really enjoy seeing Chris um, on there 
kind of hosting and doing stuff with Sandy. Um, he's, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said at some point within the last couple of days that um, Chris has a really good presence. He can kind of, like, he does a really good job of talking at you and not just to you. Um, or the opposite, whichever's better, I can't really remember. Um, uh, but he, he just makes everything so much easier to listen to and much more entertaining. So I really enjoy seeing Chris and I kind of miss 10 for the chairman other than the fact that 10 for the chairman started getting a bit repetitive and it started getting kind of boring to watch. Yeah. yeah, it was getting it's, too much theory crafting, and in the end, he would say, "Yeah, that would be possible." But a lot of these questions that people mm-hmm. ask were about your theory crafting possible futures. That in the end, were probably not. Yeah, we're all on the backbone. Like maybe, but we'll <laughs> probably look into that later because first they had to get to finish the core mechanics. Is there yeah, going to about, be lightsabers and star citizen? Yeah. Will there be spaceships? Would I no. be able to fly the spaceship oh, with my friend? Spaceships. Mm. No, but yeah. seeing Chris and Sandy, I mean, the, it been said the first time we saw them together on, on the ATV ones. Do you can see that they, those two sitting there, they're really proud of their little project, little little mm. project, and yeah, just the two of them doing this ATV I, I, for a couple of times. It does make it really nice. I thought it was quite a little chuckle at the end when they were going around the verse and Chris, without even looking, he's just like around the verse in front of Sandy's face. <laughs> I bet I, oh, <laughs> I bet he regretted that afterwards. Uh, Doom Centurion. Chris talked about player built bases on planets as an eventual feature, but how should they handle other players being able to attack those bases when the owner is offline? It's a serious problem in games like Ark Survival and modified versions of Armor. Armor. Well, if no one's there, you're screwed. That's probably just going to be the case. Well, then it also turns into uh, what about hiring NPCs or, <laughs> yeah. you know, having turrets or, I mean, you can, so you, you want to talk defense. about. Yeah, I mean, talk talk about your whole theory crafting, but I I would be, I personally think that if they're gonna, when they actually do that, if they allow the attacking of player bases or if they instance it or whatever the hell they do, um, that if they allow that sort of combat, it's gonna turn into if you don't have enough players to man it, then NPCs, uh, because I've already talked about NPCs being able to man turrets and be able to do this and that, yeah. and you just have to pay what, them. It's gonna be the same. They define as a base. What, are they, what do you define as a base? Could it be exactly. like some guy with a little fire pit and a tent? Sure. I mean, that's what they—that's what we saw in the video. I hope nobody yeah, steals true. my tent. <laughs> See, in that case, lawn. you totally hire the NPC to stand guard while you sleep. Hmm. And then he like chases people off if they get within 100 yards because he's on his lawn. Oh. Now you see you've dredged into a bit of a gray area because... Yeah, why should someone be able to hire an NPC that guards their stuff when they log out? But I I can't ha- hire an NPC that does my trade runs when I log out. Uh, well, I think that that gets into a bit more of a gray area because you're talking about something that's stagnant versus something that's making money. Mm-hmm. Um, where essentially you have someone that's that's like, yeah, I'm guarding. Well, okay, for instance, the Idris. 
So, because I don't think the Idris, or no, the Idris can be docked, but it can't be landed, right? Or is it, can that one land? Anyway, um, let's no. let's go big. Nothing confirmed we'll, we'll go, yet. Lisa. We will go big. Uh, bangle. The bangle. You managed to get yourself a damn bangle. However, let's say you only have like five friends because somehow you guys are just the gods of space and you managed to capture and rebuild this Sell. bangle with five people. Um, you're telling me that if that person is like in space and they log off, if they have a whole bunch of NPCs, all the NPCs are like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. Um, that just, yeah, screw that guy. I want my, I want his bangle. Right. Um, Part of the I, I think that then it makes would... a lot more sense that the, that the NPCs will actually stick around. Um, just as long as you're not trying to tell them to like, go make money for me while right. I'm away. I think Relum's got the good counterpoint for this one. Okay. I thought uh, you would start. I thought you were going to start with that. Was uh, going? Yeah, I thought you had it. Did I? No, do, we, do we have no counterpoint? I, 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 I thought we had a moment, Relum. I thought we had a moment. We connected. Was there was eye contact. There was violin. No, sorry, that was just me. I can get you a violin. <laughs> oh, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere um, oh, a small group say? isn't I, supposed to have a bengal well, yeah, yeah no, no, exactly. I'm, I'm, using, I'm using that as, as an outrageous example um, can but, we I mean, mute him a minute and let Relum speak fine sorry I don't know it was just going to come down to the same thing anyway I mean if you don't if if you can't defend it you shouldn't be having it anyway so if a base if you want to build a base or if you want to have a Idris in space, it's not going to, it's, the Idris is not going to despawn any, either if you're going to go away. So if you can't manage to defend it when you were offline, you shouldn't be having it in the first place. It's a part of gameplay too. I mean, and if you didn't start whining about, yeah, but I left in space, but I was offline and then someone came and wrecked my ship. Yeah, it's too bad. It's, why did you leave it there in the first place? I left my car unlocked in a bad neighborhood and I came back and someone stole it. Well, yeah, sure, but if you if you hire Insurance. someone to protect it, then you don't exactly expect them to be like, oh, well, since he left, I guess I'm just going to leave, and then come back the next day and be like, well, now that you're back, pay me. It's like, I, I, dude, I don't know if it's an American thing to have guys who just come out and stand by your car for 24-7 days. Well, I'm just saying, if you, if you we don't hire someone to do that, I'm saying, like, if you if you decide to hire someone to stand out next to your car, and then you're like, all right, dude, I got to go to bed, and that guy's just like, all right, see ya, I'm going to go too. And then shows back up the next day. And he's like, "Hey, give me that money for the time that I was supposed to be guarding your yeah. ship." How dare that person do a job from one set hour to another set of hours and then go home on his off hours? God, that's so that's unrealistic. You like, could do that in real actually, life too. I mean, I was referring to like going home when he was supposed to be on shift, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they don't find it out. It never happened anyway. So be like, so oh good. yeah, I was totally there, and the guy came and killed me and stole your ship, but I was there the whole time. Still I watched him do it. Exactly. It's a well, and that's where they. I think they were even talking about um, like populating the Idris with NPC crew, um, and the fact that you just hire like bulk, or the the idea would be that you would just hire a bulk crew and then hire your um, bridge crew separately. And so I think that's where the bulk crew would come in. Well, on a semi-related note, Doom Centurion uh, 
puts in question the problem with if you can't defend it then you don't deserve it is that you can never take a break from the game isn't that a problem i got burned out on art for that very reason I mean, you got it i though. mean if you can't defend it i mean that if, if your group can't defend it if you don't have assets or friends or npcs to be able to defend it you shouldn't ha- you shouldn't you shouldn't have one in any way what are, what the hell are you going to do with it on your own yeah, I think well, that, that I think is a what very... are you going to do with it when you're burnt out from the game and having a break? <clears throat> well, yeah. give it. I, I, I think that but it's. I think it's a very. Hangers? Um, I, I I don't necessarily agree with with the standpoint of if you if you can't defend it, then you don't you don't deserve it. Solely because of the fact that like that does require pretty much that you need someone on constantly. Um, whether it's you or your friend or someone else on the other side of the world that you have to, you know, bring on or, or whatever have you. And that just gets, that gets messy. Um, and I, I don't think that it's really, that, that removes from the, the rule of cool or the rule of fun, which well, is really fun. one of the things that. You can have huh? fun on your own. Uh, you will just have one man ship. No, you can't because you have to hire that guy from Australia to to show up and watch your ship because that's the only way that you can fend it in the middle of the night. I mean, there's I mean, a good compromise. A good compromise yeah. of if you're in the middle of space and you log out, then it's a derelict from then on until you spawn back in. But if you dock at a suitable space station that can take it, you can leave it there for whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe the UAE will manage uh, defending it or whatever. It will it'll always be in safe space. Yeah. Well, sure, somewhere. but, it's, but what about something that's that too big to dock? Or, you know, again, talking about where this originally well, started, still, which was bases. At um, some point, it's still going to have, like, even docking collar compatibility. Yeah, because, I mean, we've yeah. seen pictures of Port oh. Alsar with Idris's um, pulled up next to it. And, like, yeah. I, other than javelins and however big the Polaris is going to be, you know, people aren't going to really own anything much bigger, like a bangle. Um, so. Well, again, I guess that's where the reason I was going to convert is just because it's, it's something that we, it's not going to be able to dock theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, and where this whole thing started was the idea of bases. And I think that's really where, you know, it again follows through, especially with like a game that's a great example is, is arc because you have to have people, constantly there to watch your stuff or else someone will come in and wreck it or an NPC will come in and wreck it or, you know, this or that. Guy King called Ralph comes in and wrecks it. That's why I play that game. Exactly. make a joke. Just going to make that joke. Well, I know. Did I wreck it? Yeah. Right? You did. Um, But, and I agree, Realm, that like that's, that is one of the reasons it's nice to play a game like that single player. Um, But this isn't going to be. So how are they going to compensate for it? And I think that's really where I'd be curious to see if they use that idea of the crew system um, where they were talking about like uh, hiring bulk crew. Mm. Um, Then you have the assets to defend it. So you're good. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be very polarized opinions um, both here and in chat over it at the moment. It's like, yeah, if the guys manage to get by, earn whatever in Idris, I I wouldn't want to lose that just because I want to break from the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I see an Idris and it's completely but empty in the middle of space and perfect working order, it's well, not yeah, exactly. stealing. It's fine. 
Right. Well, uh, that's actually kind of one of the funny things to, and that's where, sorry, Nitro, go. Cause I'm talking too much. Oh, oh no, it's fine. I was just going to say like, I, I honestly think that if like a guy has an Idris and I mean, this might fall apart if it's like a pirate that owns, um, an Idris or whatever, they might be able to hide it in an asteroid belt somewhere and it might be safe. Uh, unless somebody happens to stumble across that one asteroid belt. But for somebody that's like lawful and can go into UEE areas and dock with UEE uh, space stations, I I don't see why someone owning an Idris would be like, I'm going to take a long break from the game. I'm going to leave it floating here in space. I would literally go, oh, I'm going to be taking a, a break for two or three weeks. I'm going to go dock it with a space station where I know that people can't take stuff without... Uh, heavy repercussions and that way I know it's either safe or the person that ends up trying to steal it um, you know pays for it or whatever the ship's locked up and they can't even get in it um, so freezing it basically right so I, I think I mean I feel sorry for pirates I really don't know what they do but um, for like lawful areas like that I, I think it'd be easy I was about to say Dunastrim uh, made an interesting point about the way Eve does theirs with siege modes. If um, it reaches 30% shields, which is their first level of defense to go shields, armor hull, uh, then it goes into an invulnerable mode for 24 hours. And I think it sends out automated emails. So if mm. you're in the middle of holiday, you're like, my pause! <laughs> And, uh, you know, you're expected to get back ASAP on any old plane and get in there and uh, boot up Excel. Um, <laughs> but then Doom Eve, Centurion right? points out they've confirmed that everything from the Javan on down will not persist when the owner is offline. Right. Um, did they actually confirm that? They said that the Javelin and the Idris are the only, are the biggest ships that will persist when you log off. Smallest ships will persist. Or, yeah, sorry. Or everything above it will stay right. as well. Um, yeah, I so thought that's what it was. Everything above or everything inclusive of? I thought it was everything inclusive of. But it might be everything above. Everything above and Idris. And, Idris yeah, no, of course, Idris will stay too. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Okay. Um, none, nonetheless, like I think that uh, you, you have a good point, Nitron. That's really where I think if they if they do the crew system... Like, you know, if they if they actually go that route, uh, like they were considering um, where you can buy like bulk crew, that's where I think I could really take over. Because mm -hmm. then essentially, yeah, OK, it's sitting out in the middle of like an asteroid belt because you're a pirate. And then someone stumbles across it like, yay, free. Oh, God, that's not unmanned. Um, as all the turrets are like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. And, missile. Uh, like, I mean, yeah. even if you think your Idris is in Shut trouble. Up, Betty. Yeah, like, if, if you're a pirate, and, I mean, I I highly doubt that there are people out there that own an Idris that don't have it in order to have a giant crew on it. Um, and so, like, if you're a pirate organization that has an Idris, you can, and you're taking it on holiday, you can at least be like, hey, I'm parking it in this asteroid belt over here. Um, tell your entire org that it's over there. And be like, check up on it every once in a while, or you guys can fly it while I'm not there, or, you know, whatnot. Um, and they can look after it. And then if they end up losing it, then that's on your org mates, not uh, you. 
So yeah. I think we've got time for one more question in chat. Base base chat, they're so polite. They haven't asked us a single thing. <laughs> base or INN chat. Any questions? Last question before we go. The world is for INN. Yeah. How many? Oh, wow. We're up to 75 people on the INN one. Mm-hmm. I guess people like Name us. them. It's all because no, I'm here. It is. Nitro and his Spartan Hour. How long does the Spartan Hour last? Uh, About the same length as INN, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked about this. A Spartan hour is like a light year, where, you know, a light year is how long it takes light to travel in a year. A Spartan hour is how long it takes a Spartan to do a radio show. I don't get it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Nitro. Love you, Titan. <laughs> Rhythm's just thinking, God, get me the hell out of here. What so, did I sign no, up for? Oh, I'll take, I'll take question i miss dolvac i miss dolvac i miss dolvac where's eris miss eris eris uh went we already made to get in touch with oh. his italian roots but unfortunately he came across a mutant pizza and is currently being traced across the mountain range by a cannibal pizza Ooh. so in it's italy? a regular saturday in italy yeah okay you can if you so, if you put your ear to the wind, you if, can just hear him saying "Mamma mia!" If if he's being chased by like a mutant pizza, does that make him more like a like you know? It's clearly going to try and eat him. So would it be more like a calzone? I mean, I'm I'm just trying to think of like how the pizza is going to eat him. Like, what is this going to flop over top of him? Because I mean, I figure calzone. Then at least it's antipasti. Waka 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 waka. <laughs> we have one more question. <laughs> Do we have a real question? Oh, heck if I know. I'm just laughing at the hashtag that just popped up in chat. <laughs> What's the <clears> hashtag? <throat> Duck sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to say it on stream. Who's Richard? Oh. I have no idea. Well, we'll do a little bit of a goodbye chat then. We'll go around. Uh, Bye. <laughs> I had good Relevous time. honored guest. <laughs> Tell us, what time is Star Citizen Roundtable that you're on? Star Citizen Beast Roundtable is uh, Sundays, every Sunday at 2100 UTC. That is 5 Eastern and do the math. I'm not math. Uh, you can find all of the times on our website anyway. The base.sc. He's got it. Slash yeah. schedule. Uh, I understand as well, if you've particularly enjoyed uh, Realm's content today and other times, there's a bit of an activity going on on the base.sc that you might want to take a look at. Nitro. Yeah. The Spartan Roman warrior. Yeah. Where could we find you? I'm Nitro. The jitters. That too. Uh, you can find me. I do the Spartan Hour on the base uh, on Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock Eastern and 3 p.m. Uh, UTC. And then I do postcards from the Event Horizon on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. 
Eastern and 11 p.m. UTC. And why can't you so touch all these people? And why can't I touch type? Because time zones. Excellent. Oh my god, it's silence. Yes, it is, surprisingly enough. So, do we care about you, considering you're going to CitizenCon? No. Heck no. No. Um, however, however, I would like to bring up that Fastcart Fastcart did make a, a good point or a good I question. I was going to get to that. Yeah. So, um, have, have you talked to him? Or yeah, I, I have actually. Yeah. You've talked to him too. You've you've no. You've talked to the space move. Yeah. You talked to his holiness. Yeah. I'll be down. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess that I'll just let you handle it then. You, you don't, um, don't want to know where we we can find you. Oh God. Um. Well, I should be doing stuff over at IMM, but I've been totally taking a hiatus there. Uh, and otherwise, I'm on Wednesdays with the wonderful show postcards from the event horizon with two of these other lovely people here. And I'm sure that Shiver will be able to give those times because for me it's four to seven because I'm Pacific and I don't know the UTC. I already said them. I don't care. I already said them. I'm going to leave it at the Shiver. No. Jesus. No. I already said the so, times. I don't pay attention to you, Nitro. <laughs> I <laughs> you well, first of all, uh, update on Space Pope Nakara, in case you don't know, he's had some surgery um, after oh. his moose wrestling incident. The, you should see the state of the moose, though. You should have seen that moose. Uh, he's doing well. He's, yeah, basically he's doing well. He's still um, recovering at home, which is a good sign. Moving around, he's even posted an article since he's been recovering. Yep. Put him in your well surgery thoughts and wishes. Yep. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. lovely dress now. Lovely dress. Oh, I know, right? He he's really coming out of there looking spectacular. But I'm glad he kept the beard after the reassignment surgery. Same here. Same here. It's very fetching. Um, I Something to hang I, on to. I love how he had to have surgery for a moose wrestling incident, and it was a reassignment surgery. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wrestled the moose so hard he changed sex. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I've heard the same thing where he's saying that it's things are going well. He the sur- he feels a lot better since after the surgery. So, whoa, go Nakara! I ho- I hope you feel better, yeah. Nakara. I'm not even gonna say that one because I'm just going woo, Nakara. Woo. Spot yeah, the American. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do that because we already know it's gone. It's gone through okay, so. He'll get better. Uh, I know he will. Well, um, I, I've I've been lucky enough to host this week. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Uh, Wait, the- I'm doing the same as them with postcards. If the unlikely event you're into alternative or extreme metal, I have a show on the base as well, which is 6 p.m. UTC Wednesday. I, I, I enjoy it. I think the people who come enjoy it. But yeah, otherwise it's postcard, which seems to be universally accepted because we make fools of ourselves. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. If you thought this was bad, you should go listen to postcards. What have we yeah. got coming Although, up this in is week? Kinda, this is kind of uh, what it sounds like, uh, you know, between the between the skits, though. True. No, true. it's not. This yeah. is acceptable to go on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that. that too. Right, I'm going to cover myself now. Nitrotan, did you press record? I did press record. You look so sad that you pressed record. I did my job. <laughs> I did what I was told. 
so we, we've also done a slight change. This will be archived as well on Twitch for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, regular INM content is Fiction Wednesdays. If something comes out on Monday that suddenly spontaneously needs a transcript, I'm sure the infallible Canadian syrup will be on top of that. Uh, Thursday is ATV, so regular transcript there. Uh, Friday is RTV, again, transcript. Anything else that pops up, we've got it. So I don't think there's Bug Smashers or a Lawcast. That was done. Not a poll vault, vault update. That was done. So that should be it. And then it's right on back here for Mystery Podcast next week. Yay. I think that's it. And thank you very much for coming, everyone. Thank you for helping me out stream, everyone. Who are you? How did you get this number? I may have one last thing to say, like a public service announcement for the base radio. Uh, Obviously, we're in the base radio right now anyway, so I'm saying... um, but for the people in in in, 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 chat, in the chat too, like a lot of regular listeners that I recognize on the base too. So, like Rico announced on a Friday night show, we will be moving some of our shoutcast uh, host services over to a new server, which means that uh, you know if you have a media player like Fubar, Windows Media Player with the base on it that you're tuning in from, um, you have to update it soon. Well, we haven't done that yet. So when when that happens. Uh, the old server will restart. It'll probably still play music, but you'll have a message uh, popping up. Uh, this uh, an audio message that says, "Hey, update your stuff." And you can do that by going to the website. We'll put up a news post there with the new links. And additionally, if you use the app, our new app to listen to, you have to update that through the App Store too when the app uh, updates is released. And that's going to happen soon, uh, relatively soon in the next 24 hours, probably. That is soon. Yeah. That is, so that is soon. There's Tomorrow no, not even a TM. Will be... I no. know. No. Not enough time. No, no. <laughs> not enough time for TM. <laughs> no. Right. Well, thank you very much. And yet, just in case you didn't know, the base now does have an app that's on the whatever. iOS the, Android. Yeah. The, I don't know what the name of the iOS store is, but if you've got a Windows phone, just go to the website. Easy. Woo. Sorry. Thank you all again. Thank you, Nitro, for streaming for us. No problem. And we'll see you all in the verse. Inside the postcard cosmic roundtable verse. Badger thingy Spartan minute. DJ BMP Quantum Drive. We out, yeah. Data corruption. Don't forget data corruption. Wave and then I'll stop it. All right. <laughs>